Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. So I promised a part two um, to my last episode. And as you can tell, it's probably a lot more quieter because I'm not hiking. And I listened to like the first minute of it. And I was like, wow, it sounds so crunchy because my like feet were like pounding rocks because part of the trail I don't know if it was just because of like the ski lift, but towards the top was just like rock. So it sounded really crunchy, but quick recap about what I talked about in my last podcast episode, if you didn't listen to it, and this is going to be kind of a continuation of it. Um, But I just talked about authenticity and how this is not something that I mentioned before, but I think it's very true that other people's lack of authenticity can rub off on anybody. Um, So I want to kind of talk about that. Um, But to like recap last episode, um, I talked about how there will be things that might feel externally uncomfortable, but all you remember kind of looking back to that memory is the experience. And not just me personally, and I don't know who said this to me, I feel like it was probably one of my therapists who said, um, experiences for you are just so important. And I feel like I value it. Like, I feel like everybody values experiences the way that like I look at it. It's like, it, (laughs) I don't know, the experience consumes me in the moment. And I think it's not a good thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's just something that I've kind of recognized myself. Um, but again, like, and I said this in my lap, last episode is like being externally externally uncomfortable only lasts so long. So it's really important to remember that. Um, when I came back from the Adirondacks, I went straight to teach a tennis lesson. And I've been teaching lots of little kids this summer. And I had like gone straight from hiking. I, I like cut everything super close. I didn't get a chance to eat. So I taught my lesson just like absolutely starving because I had just done. It ended up being... I think it was 10 and a half miles uh, total, like round trip. And all I had that day was breakfast. Um, So anyways, I'm teaching the lesson. I'm like, okay, it's over. But then (laughs) the little kids wanted me to like race them basically. And like, despite like I literally had blisters on my feet and I was starving. But in that moment, like I was genuinely just like, so immersed and like in like having so much fun that I really did not remember like how hungry I was prior to that when I was just kind of teaching the lesson if that makes sense um so now to go on kind of like (laughs) off of what I talked about in my last episode a little bit deeper um like I said I think it's so important and I think it's something that everybody should try to do, which is literally just sit down and record yourself talking. I think it sounds really weird, but it is just so therapeutic. And if you're somebody who doesn't like to kind of write their feelings out or I don't know, write, read, whatever, um, I think it's just another tool that you can use to kind of like give yourself a different perspective. And it's your, the thing is, it's your own perspective. It's not like, it's so much different from talking something out with like a friend because you hear their opinion and their, I don't know, their beliefs about the situation. But when you kind of say your side 
side of something and stick to those facts, I think it can be really, really helpful. Um, so this is what I wrote down. Um, my notes are kind of all over the place because like I said, I was like walking, writing, like talking all at the same time. But what I wrote down is um, this is kind of the like analogy that I thought about when I said this was um, I thought of if anybody's into like American Horror Story, which I know some people hate it, but there's this one episode. So <laughs> I haven't watched like all of the American Horror Story episodes. I've watched this new season that came out, which every episode is like different from the last. So none of them correlate. And one of the stories was this movie that was released and it was such a big deal. Um, and everybody wanted to go watch it, but there's this one person who knows like something's wrong with this movie that turns these people crazy. So she's kind of like protesting outside of the movies to like tell all of these kids not to go but they do it anyways because they want to so badly and the end result obviously this is not realistic whatsoever but the end result is as soon as something on the screen kind of like blanks it turns these people crazy like they become like these demons and i thought it was kind of symbolic of life so like what i wrote down was um how important it is to not want something so badly because I know, like from my experience, the result will be just as bad as the wanting. So I thought about like going back to college and how I really wanted to fit in specifically with my teammates and me wanting to be close to these people so badly turned me into somebody that I just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just not like, I'm so different from that person, but I wanted to fit in with these people so badly. And I think it was even more difficult because these weren't like, these were kids who had very different experiences for me because they were all international. And I think, like I said, the wanting to fit in and like be a part of like in my head, I imagine like my teammates being like a second family for me because when I did my overnight when I was in high school, that's what I kind of was hoping for. And I thought that's what I saw, but I realized that I wanted it so badly that I let myself, like I, I pretended that I saw, even though I know when I did my overnight, there was multiple things wrong with the situation that I was walking into, but I was kind of so blind to it. So I think it's being careful about wanting, like being cautious when you are, when you're starting to want something so badly and kind of stop it before you let it get too far and kind of consume you and destroy you. And I'm not saying that me kind of, but I'm not saying that I, I, I feel like I do thinking back to college. I feel like I was, I did kind of let that destroy me because when I, that didn't become the reality. And I like, I did fit in with these people at a, to a point And then it wasn't a reality because we kind of had our like arguments or different views. I think it did kind of make me spiral. And um, yeah, that's why I think it's, going back to the whole idea of authenticity and knowing, um, I guess like knowing who you are so that other people don't shape you into kind of the person that maybe they want you to be um, is so important. So I think another thing going off of that is serving kind of, and this is another kind of like a little bit off topic, but another thing that I wrote down that I kind of want to talk about in depth is 
is serving. So I wrote down, you have to serve yourself so that you can serve others. And I'm going to go into like a little bit more detail about that. So um, for me, I really, really, really prioritize sleep. I also prioritize spending kind of quality time with people. And in the past, it's been really hard for me to choose one or the other. In the past, when I've chosen, so like, for example, um, when I was dating my ex, like, I spent like almost every second with him. And because but like, in that moment, it was because that I, I wanted to, but I also like going back to wanting something so badly, like, I like, I wanted like I and I was receiving that like clo- closeness that I got when I spent those like days and like spent those times with him. Um, that at the same time, though, I was sacrificing what was also important to me, which was sleep. And I'm not going to say that I value one more than the other, but I think I didn't, I valued one way more than the other that it wasn't balanced. So I kind of got into this pattern because I would spend a lot of time with this person where I would be going to bed at like crazy hours, um, like really, really late. And it just became this negative like cycle because I wasn't, I I was spending time with him because I did enjoy spending time with him, but there also got a point where when things kind of went downhill that that time that I spent with him was more to serve him than my own needs. It was like to kind of talk our issues or arguments out with each other. And then that cycle, and that cycle continued because I, it would be very, very like maybe like 2am in the morning. So my point is, and I think back to college, like the same situation, I really valued sleep, but I also like, I wanted to spend time with my friends, but I guess (laughs) I don't know where I'm going with this, but like, I think being able to have a balance of kind of, I don't know, like a more of an outlook. This is just me personally. And it's not selfish, but like, it's important to serve yourself and your own needs. And for me, like, I know that sleep. Yes, like I value time with others. Um, At the same time, like when I don't get sleep, it doesn't it, it's not helping anybody. It's not helping the people that I'm surrounded with the next day because I'm tired. And it's not helping myself because I'm not in like a good frame of mind where like I don't feel drained. Um, now I want to go back to tennis really quickly. I went kind of out of order when I was talking these notes, when I was writing out these notes, they were in order. I don't know why I did that. But um, this is kind of different because it has less to do with my teammates. But when I started thinking about just like how my mental health has been since January and making that decision that I made to not return to school back in the spring and kind of like I've been teaching so much tennis that tennis has become kind of more a bigger part of my life than it has been since January. Like it was a big part of my life while I was in season my freshman and sophomore year. But um, I think it just got me thinking. I asked myself, did I give up tennis by taking that like break for my mental health? And 
what I kind of wrote down from that. Oh my gosh, wait, I have to move something that's in my name right now. Um, <laughs> what I kind of took away from that is that because I asked myself, I was like, I, this is what I kind of spoke to myself out loud. Like I chose this school, like, and I've, I've been telling myself this forever. I chose this school because of tennis. I had so many other, like more, like, I'm good. I'm not, I'm going to sit here and be honest. Like I had more competitive schools that, um, I could have gone to and played like less competitive tennis at. Um, but I wanted to play competitive tennis. I wanted that, I think at the time I was immature, I was in high school, I wanted that external validation that proved my hard work and dedication for this sport since I was a kid. Um, But I don't see that as a negative thing, even though I think that choice came from like external validation. Now I can like be okay with that decision and say, but wait, if I chose like a competitive academic school, I don't know if I think things would have been very different. I like that. I'm I'm not going to sit here and try to tell you that Sacred Heart is like an Ivy League school and it's so hard. Um, I think like if you try, you do you do well. <laughs> That's been my experience. And even if you don't try, you some most of the time do well. <laughs> um, but that's just been my experience. Um, and I like that because it's given me a balance. I look at like the the school that my cousin goes to um, was one of my like I I believe it was my second choice. And I look how I look at how um, obviously she's a diff, a different major. Not everybody's going to have the same learning styles and need to put in the same effort. Um, but I don't know how to like say she is just like super super focused on school. Like it consumes her life and. I, and we make, she makes fun of me about this all the time. Like I don't have to put in that same like amount of time that she does to get the same outcome. Um, that's just my perception and I'm okay with, like, I like that because it gives me time to be able to balance like 19 credit class, like 19, 19 credits and do tennis at the same time and also spend time with my friends. And I finish until I would say my sophomore, actually, no, I had a 4.0 up till I think it was like one summer class that brought it down one summer class. And then my um, first semester of sophomore year, because my mental health was just like so bad that I could not even function in any of my classes. Um, So anyways, to go back to like, when I asked myself, like, did I give up tennis by taking that break, what I had written down, which I think is a good reminder for me. And hopefully you can take something away from this. If you've, if you have ever felt like you've given something up to gain something for yourself that is self-serving. And again, I'm going to go back to that whole, like you have to serve yourself so that you can serve others. I feel like, um, there's no way that the things that I did during that period of time, um, I guess would have had like, as I don't know, I, I don't think there's a any way that I would have been able to function the way that I did if I hadn't stayed home. But to answer that question, oh my gosh, I'm getting to it. Um, what I wrote down is I gave up the external validation um, that I loved, but like, um, oh my gosh, what did I write down? 
So I gave up the external validation that I love tennis by choosing my mental health, but I still have that um, internal validation. And that shows through like me teaching lessons and me continuing to do tennis lessons, knowing that I'm not preparing for a season. I think that is a really cool thing that I don't know, like when you find something you love and I feel like for me, that's tennis and you, you will know it when you're, you don't need to do it, but you're still doing it anyways. Like I don't need to continue to show up every week for my like private tennis lessons with my tennis coach. I do it because I love it and I like the routine of it. And I like that hour that I get with my coach. Um, and I like, and I, like I said, I love tennis. Um, in my last episode, um, I compared like a breakup to the like me walking away um, from the job that I worked at. And I didn't get a chance to say this, but um, I said how like the obsession that it has felt the last few days of me kind of quitting um, is very similar to kind of like relationships. But I think, and this was something that, like I said, I wrote a bunch of things that I wanted to bring up in therapy, but a lot of the things I answered myself, that's what I'm telling you, sitting down and just like making an episode for yourself can just give you so many clues and answers. Um, And it's different. Like, so (laughs) I didn't say why I didn't get to make a part two while I was hiking, or maybe I did, but my phone died. And I like realized like it's just like I'm just saying (laughs) like you have to specifically like actually record yourself because it's not the same like I was like oh my gosh I really just wanted to finish that like maybe I can just like talk like talk like I'm not recording but I literally couldn't like nothing came out of my mouth I was like no I need to be recording (laughs) I need to actually push record um but I think what helps to kind of lessen any obsessions that you have about whatever is going on. Um, First, you have to, uh, oh my gosh, I love that I wrote this down. Like, please listen to this carefully. Um, To be able to stop obsessing, you have to eliminate external negative talk um, before um, eliminating internal negative talk to stay afloat. I said that really slowly, but let me say it again. So you have to, to be able to stop obsessing and ruminating over a situation, event, or relationship, eliminate external negative talk before internal negative talk to stay afloat. I think it's really hard to do two things at once, but I thought back to like my breakup with um, my like ex from school. And I thought about how like I felt like I had destroyed a lot of relationships because of my like external like obsession. Like I constantly was just like talking, talking my feelings out with my friends to the point where I don't know for sure, but they, there's no way they didn't get tired of hearing it. And I think that's why one of my friends had said to me that like, I had digged myself in a hole that I couldn't get out of. And they were able to see it because I would not, I like my mouth would just keep going about this person because I was like obsessed with the fact that I could not get what I wanted um, in that moment. So I think that's why it's important to, it, you need like those relationships and those friendships to stay afloat. At least that's just me. But when I start feeling like 
multiple relationships pulling away at once, it's really hard to just kind of like stay above water. Um, so that's what what's mo I don't want to say like it's more important, like internal negative talk, talk is important. Um, but before you can do that, you have to like externally cut it off. And that's what somebody, so like somebody that I worked with had said, because um, like I would complain about my ex from work a lot to other people. And he did not like that. As, as much as I hated that I did it, he hated it even more. <laughs> and I will always feel bad about that because it was such an immature thing to do. But like, I felt like so like angry about some of the things that he would do or say that I felt like I had to tell other people. But here is a little secret. You don't have to tell other people every single thing that you feel about a person that you're trying to move on from. If you want to move on from them, you literally have to stop talking about them before you can kind of change those internal thoughts. So there's my answer. Um, oh, this is really cool. So um, I talked about, <laughs> this is going to be a separate episode for sure, but it's going to be a separate episode of my personal rules because I started talking about this with some of the um, middle school girls that I teach tennis to. Um, here's a little like sneak peek of my rule, um, of my rules for kind of a relationships is um, I do not go back to people because, and I think this is something that came from my roommate and she, I think she said this, or maybe this is something I said, thought she said is that if you were in a relationship with a person, um, and either you chose to walk away or they chose to walk away, um, either both, both sides had a chance to kind of keep that relationship going on forever. Um, but we like who, like somebody constant con consciously made a choice not to. Um, so there's no point of going back. I think this part came from therapy. There's no point in going back, expecting a different outcome when it doesn't change the previous outcome. And yes, people change, but they, they really don't change drastically. And that's why I always say like, I mean, I don't want to say people never change. That's like a bad way to say it. But if you write down the reasons why, that's why I said write down the reasons why you like left an environment, left a relationship, left whatever. Um, it's just like you, they had a chance to keep you in their lives, but something went wrong where neither one of neither one of you wanted it. So what is the point of reliving the same experience when it's probably going to have the same outcome? Um, I think what I've learned and going back to my ex from college is going back is what makes it hurt so much. And that's kind of like where my obsession came from because I had like cut the relationship off, but then saw this person um, when I went back to school and I was like, wait, I, I was like, I had fully packed all my stuff into my room, like unpacked all my stuff into my dorm room. I'm getting to the elevator and I see him walking into the, like, I can still like picture this in my head. Like I'm getting to the elevator with my friend. I seeing, I see him walking into the room down the hall from me. And I'm like, no way does he live 
down the hall from me. But as soon as I saw him, I was like, wait, like something in my head just clicked. I was like, wait, I still really like care about this person. Like I still have feelings for this person. And since like from that moment for the next few months while I was at school, I did everything in my power to try to get this person back. And I'm telling you, that's like going back is what makes it hurt. Um, And like, yes, he changed a little bit. Like we talked a little bit. We never ended up getting back together. Um, But there were the parts that I didn't like stayed the same. Um, So I think as soon as you and going to like my most recent relationship, I think I'm so proud that I was able to learn from him, um, my like ex from school, that I guess this is one of the best lessons that you can kind of learn in relationships to keep yourself from being hurt longer than like is necessary is if you like, I guess, from my experience and I'm going to like be, I'm, I'm practicing being more specific. So when I went out with this person, it started. So like hot represents like, um, like goodness, positive, like, like happiness, cold rec- like represents like negative, ne- negativity, like fights, arguments, like the relationship not going well. So when I met this person, like it was super, super, super hot, like really, really quickly. Um, and it was like hot for a good amount of time. And then it became like lukewarm (laughs) and we had like tiny, tiny arguments. Um, but it never went back to hot. It kind of stayed lukewarm and then it went really cold and it went from like, like the warm feelings were like, I liked the way the person was talking to me. Like I liked the actions that he was like the effort that he was putting in. And the cold was like, this person's not putting in any effort. This person's barely talking to me. I don't even feel like I'm dating him at this point. Like the way that he talks to me is kind of like obnoxious and rude. Um, So again, it went from like hot to lukewarm to cold. And in that moment, like I realized in my head, like once I broke up with this person, once I felt it getting cold, I broke up with this person pretty soon after that, which I'm really proud of myself for doing and is my advice for anybody listening to this who is kind of in that point in any kind of relationship. Um, And I had that, I had like a chance to try to like force it basically from cold back to hot. Um, But I think I learned from like college that trying to go back and relive maybe the positive experiences just hurts so much more. So I think if you think about um, feelings in a relationship like that, I think ideally things should start like maybe lukewarm or hot and kind of like stay there over time. But as soon as it hits cold, like you, you just should not kind of continue at that point. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, definitely don't like take this advice with a grain of salt, but it's just, I don't know. At the same time, I know it's like when those relationships hit cold, I guess here's a better way to say it. When those relationships hit cold, but you're able to voice your feelings and opinions about why you feel the way you do and the person listens and is respectful. I think that's when that's it. And 
I think, and it goes well. That's when the relationship goes from cold to hot, but it's not being forced because there's two, there's two different perspectives, but both of those people are understanding it. Um, so I think that was a better way to say it. I feel like that's more not all or nothing, but I can think of like a friendship that I had um, or that I still have. She's like one of my best friends now where like, I don't know, when I when we met in high school, it was like, like lukewarm. And then <laughs> when we left, like, but like then towards the end of high school, it was like hot. And then um, we both went to college and then it stayed kind of like, like lukewarm I would say we it, like didn't talk consistently but um then like towards maybe after my freshman year it like became hot and then there's this one like random day where it just like went cold really quickly um but I think since and this is what I was saying in the episode that I recorded for myself is like I am like it's one of the relationships that I'm most proud of because I was able to kind of like voice my feelings and opinions and it was able to go from like cold like very cold to hot because I had learned kind of how to speak the truth about the way that I felt without like feeling I don't know like I think she like I appreciate her so much because I think she handled it so much better than I probably could have ever if somebody kind of brought something up to me that they didn't like that I was doing um so Anyways, yeah, <laughs> I have about like 30 seconds left. I think I said, oh, yeah, I, I feel like I pretty much said everything. I definitely will touch upon my other rules. Um, I like talking about my rules. I'm a very like, it's so funny. That's why I struggled in high school in math, because like I wanted I wanted there to be rules. Like if this if this happens, then this is what I will do in the math problem. But sometimes life's not always like that. But my rules kind of keep me in check and in balance um but they can also go the other way around so i will talk about it at some point but thank you so much for listening um and i hope you have a great yesterday great yesterday night